Welcome. I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning, manifestation, and energies we navigate, how we create through archetypes, symbols, spirituality, and our instincts and intuition. A quote from Barna, a research operation focused on the collision of faith and culture from their 2018 study. Quote, it may come as no surprise that the influence of Christianity in the, United, in, in the United States is waning. Rates of church attendance, religious affiliation, belief in God, prayer, and Bible reading have been dropping for decades. Americans' beliefs are becoming more post-Christian and, concurrently, religious identity is changing. Enter Generation Z, born between 1999 and 2015, they are the first truly, quote-unquote, post-Christian generation. More than any other generation before them, Gen Z does not assert a religious identity. They might be drawn to things spiritual, but with a vastly different starting point from previous generations, many of whom received a basic education on the Bible and Christianity. Millennials, born between 1981 and 1996, were the first to walk away from the church. They're around 21% of the U.S. population, according to MillennialMarketing.com. We're beginning to understand the power of Gen Z, born between 97 and 2012, but their impact is still unknown because their power has barely been exerted. Another quote from Barna. Quote, Half of church-going teens say, quote, the church seems to reject much of what science tells us about the world, end quote. That's 49%. And one-third that, quote, the church is overprotective of teenagers, end quote, 38%. Or, quote, the people at church are hypocritical, 36%. Further, one-quarter claims, quote, the church is not a safe place to express doubts, 27%, or that the teaching they are they are exposed to is, quote-unquote, rather shallow, 24%. Only one in five say church is important to them. The Catholic Church sex scandal was exposed in 1985 through a report given to the U.S. Conference of Bishops. They buried it but couldn't stop the reckoning. The Christian Church has had their own scandals. In 2004, an evangelist sexually assaulted four women congregants did three and one half years in prison, and when he was released, joined his wife in her new church venture called Victory to Victory. In, 20, uh, in 2006, uh, a pastor of New Life Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and the president, president of the National Association of Evangelicals, Ted Haggard, was exposed as frequenting a male prostitute who also provided him drugs. He later admitted on CNN to another liaison with another male prostitute. A member of the powerful Southern Baptist Convention was caught propositioning, pop, excuse me, propositioning a male undercover cop, but stood down the charge. In 2007, the leader of the Pentecostal megachurch in Georgia had numerous affairs with female parishioners. Then the, the preacher's nephew took part in a court-ordered DNA test, and it turned out that his nephew was actually his son. It blew the doors off this Pentecostal megachurch. 
one of the most famous Baptist ministers in North Carolina, head of the North Carolina Christian Action League, a former state representative was charged with six counts of, quote-unquote, aiding and abetting prostitution. A minister of a 26,000-member church in Plano, Texas, quote, made the drive from Dallas area to Bryan, Texas, in order to allegedly engage in sexual relations with what he thought to be a 13-year-old girl he met online. The quote-unquote girl turned out to be an undercover law enforcement official, end quote. A far-right Christian leader who was found with a gay male prostitute known as Rent Boy turns out to have paid him to provide him to provide the pastor with nude social media messages that included genital touching. And here's another quote. FBI agents raided the Tony Alamo Christian Ministries headquarters in a child pornography investigation. Alamo was convicted on 10 counts of transporting young girls and boys across state lines for sexual activities and pornography. On November 13, 2009, he was sentenced to a maximum punishment of 175 years in prison, end quote. Another bishop from a 30,000-member megachurch in Georgia, in 2020, uh, four men brought lawsuits against him for inappropriate sexual conduct. This, this preacher uh, took one of the men on a trip, allegedly drugged him, and the two engaged in sex, which the preacher said was, quote-unquote, a healthy component <laughs> of the man's spiritual life. The mother of all church scandals came to a head earlier this year. Hillsong alleges 150,000 people in 30 countries attend their weekly services. It's known as the Celebrity Church, and Hillsong is its own denomination. The head of Hillsong resigned after an investigation proved he'd behaved, quote-unquote, inappropriately with two women. This man had stepped down in January after criminal charge was filed against his father for concealing his own behavior over child abuse allegations. Discovery Plus Channel produced a three-part documentary on the scandal, Hillsong, a megachurch exposed. The first black pastor of Hillsong left the church after the scandals became way too intense. Hillsong's celebrity spiritual mentor, uh, with mentees that include Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Gomez, and many others, is now disgraced after being fired for adultery. There were other allegations, including working with him caused his congregants, quote-unquote, mental illness. There are many other churches. We have the Mormon churches, uh, uh, problems with um, racism, also the the severe secrecy they have on their, on their procedures inside the church. There are other churches across the spectrum that each have their own challenges. The church is an institution that, for young people, has lost its purpose. And people, especially the younger uh, Americans, can't relate to the, the dogma, let alone the hypocrisy. Now imagine you're uh, Gen Z and you're hearing this history over and over again, seeing it on your smartphone and your computer. Spirituality has taken the place of what religious upbringing used to be. Millennials have witnessed 
astrology in pop culture and in entertainment. There are social media astrology apps. There's one called CoStar, and they offer, quote, hyper-personalized astrology, end quote. The app language offers interaction with friends or maybe someone who's compatible with you. Religion is ancient, and the ministers and preachers will not update. Yesterday, a bishop from the San Francisco Diocese of the Catholic Church, he he put it on Twitter, and he said, I have determined, that's a quote, that Nancy, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is no longer eligible for communion because of her views on women's choice. This is what is unrelatable about church today. The Catholic Church, first of all, a bishop has no authority under God. God is his own authority. He has no control over Nancy Pelosi's everlasting soul. This is the kind of dogma and the kind of reach into our lives that no longer serves religion and makes people um, just run the other direction. Music has been a powerful tool for the evangelical community, but the message, the message hasn't changed. It's not that Christ is um, out of date. It's that the traditional stories around Christ, the women around him, and the disciples no longer applies. If you think about the times in which we're living, it's no wonder young people are looking for something else. They look around themselves and see lives in ruin, war, economic issues, divorces, and marriages that no longer offer security of any sort. People want to be involved in their own evolution. When millennials look around at the adults in charge, what's the plus side in following the octogenarians running America and the world and the churches? Young people want a way to explain their complicated feelings, the experiences they're having of the transient nature of everything. There was the Great Recession of 2008, COVID-19, mask and vaccination wars, and the realization no one is protected from the unexpected. Religions leave out wide swaths of millennials because there's an entrance fee for the church that's more expensive than money. You must fit in. Millennials and Gen Z LGBTQ are disinterested. Modern women find no solace in traditional religion. Artists and outsiders are repelled by the hypocrisy. The gray-bearded man in the sky you pray to and will solve energy everything makes no sense to modern people. The mythology behind Christ and his teachings is a beacon, but the doctrinaire dogma of the church as an institution excludes outsiders, different philosophies, and human choice. The system of astrology once considered the oldest science and mathematical system ever created based on astronomy with associations made to quantum physics is more relatable than the religious constraints that accompany traditional faith. The lifestyle demanded isn't appealing to young moderns. Religion takes the power away from people and puts it in the hands of a mythical man above 
While astrology provides answers to emotional questions and specific descriptions that aid in living life now. The faithful can't follow their own rules. Our leaders don't seem to be able to solve problems. Healthcare doesn't keep anyone healthy. College doesn't guarantee a job, but it delivers debt. You don't have to believe in astrology to benefit because it will make you think about the one thing most important to each of us, our own life, who we are, and why we're here. Never, man, never mind that a decent astrological reading will sound familiar because a good star reader can point out flaws you know but never address. Your own birth chart is where it begins. Yes, having your exact birth time is critical for the most accurate reading, but a person without an exact time of birth, of birth can still find value in a reading because you know yourself. And when you read uh, these general uh, psychological reviews and assessments, you can pick and choose what fits. Because you know when you're lying to yourself. It's a private meeting with your own thoughts, your own soul, asking questions, and if you add meditation, it's a magic carpet ride. Never, ma never mind that uh, you're... Um, Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, astrology is useful. That's that's really what I'm trying to uh, trying to get at. The very the very nut of what I'm talking about is astrology is useful. With the apps, it's a whole new mystic world. There's another app called the Pattern, and the subtitle of it is quote unquote Go Deeper. Features include your patterns, bonds, connect. What's your pattern? Sanctuary offers personalized daily horoscopes. It's another app. Get insight from an astrologer, not some algorithm. Another app is called CoStar Personalized Astrology, the AI-powered daily horoscope. Now, I'm going to just uh, make a comment here. I am not, um, I'm not a, um, a big believer in daily horoscopes. Uh, the energies change too fast. This whole podcast is about the large energies that impact us. You will have to suss out on your own what impacts you from day to day. But it could be something you ate yesterday. It could be something you drank yesterday. It could be because you're mad at your girlfriend or your boyfriend. These, these daily things are uh, impacted by many different things. Noise outside, the way you sleep. These larger energies, even a weekly energy or a, a few-day energy, is much more uh, valuable in my experience. One of the reviews of the CoStar Personalized Astrology app has a common denominator, common denominator with many people who comment regarding astrology. And here it is. It offers another way to look at life and suggests personalized answers in a world where where people feel they've been misled. I think that's the big problem with, re with religion, the misleading. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very deep topic. Uh, I've, I've covered it over all these podcasts, but there's something missing in the, in the, in the organized religion uh, marketing world. It, it doesn't add up. That is really the truth of it. 
Hope needs to come in a form that's not in terms of a man listening and providing answers from the outside, as if there's a God that looks at each one of us and says, okay, I'll answer her question and his question. I'll get back to them later. When, when, when young people decipher this, it just makes no sense. What does make sense is that our cosmic tattoo, our birth chart, from day to day actually does answer our questions. Think about that for a minute. The great religions basically have missed the God message. They're not even in the same universe as Jesus' teachings. And perfection isn't a human objective. So what is living a life of meaning? How do you make meaning of the present moment when the world's in chaos? Understanding yourself is where a full life takes off. Astrology is the investigation into your birth chart, your cosmic tattoo, the lightning that imprinted on your soul at your birth. The planets and stars at the exact time you were born is the foundation of your soul's code. It's where understanding begins and the investigation on why you're here explodes. Suddenly, the question of who can I trust to guide me changes. Maybe there's something inside myself that can help. How do I find out more? There's so much more to a birth chart than the obvious sun sign. Astrology is a tool, an ancient art of discovery, warning signs, and prophecy. More than anything, astrology is a useful life tool, but how do you make it work? This takes learning, education, and eventually expertise. Astrologers are technicians, and I've said many times I'm not an astrologer. This is the philosophical side of life and, and where it can deliver. They're, uh, astrologers are technicians, mathematicians, and interpreters. Accuracy is a given when you have the exact time because of what the mythology of the planets and stars reveal. Apps are a boon to astrology, but how is it useful to people who investigate their co cosmic profile? How do you make astrology practical? One use, useful tool I've mentioned before is moon void. Every two or two and a half days, the moon changes signs and will become void at some point in this movement. The moon can be, be void for a few minutes, two hours. The importance of the moon to people is that it's a sure way to find organic rhythm in your life through how you feel. The primary goal of astrology is to spark your instincts and intuition while having a guide to follow that shows the energy freeways and when it's best to go and wait. Experience has taught me not to start things new during a moon void. Waiting a few hours or a day is equal to being in tune with open pathways. It's, it's not the only thing to check. What planets are retrograde when you want to plan something important? Mercury is retrograde until June 3rd. As a rule, during the three to four times a year this event happens, it's best to recheck, recalibrate, but launch after this planet of communication goes direct. Now this, what I'm talking about is a general overview. There are people born with Mercury retrograde in their birth chart. That makes Mercury retrograde when it's 
when it happens in real time, it'll affect you differently than it will someone who doesn't have Mercury retrograde in your chart. So that is just one example of how being specific can help the person more. And I'm talking about generalized trends. If you're interested in this, you have to dig down and find what applies to you. Also, Pluto, Pluto is retrograde now, but this far-off planet has a slow impact, which is seen over many, many years. It's rare to have all signs direct, which is why January, January through April of this year was so important for launches and new ventures. All planets were a go, so to speak. Venus is another planet to watch when it's retrograde. The planet of love and beauty can shake up your life and your financial security. Mars is the planet of action, so its retrograde motion is important. Now, I want to say this again. None of these, none of these cycles are good or bad. Nothing in your chart is good or bad. It is a dynamic. You don't judge these things in your chart. It's just a dynamic. It can be a, a challenge point. It can be a benefit point. But challenges are, are put here in your cosmic tattoo and in your life so you can, what's the word? Evolve. Evolution depends on pressure. The same pressure that makes a diamond makes a better human. Millennials, Gen Z, younger people, they have been put through so many challenging times. We are at a point now that everybody is, it's, const it's a constricting time. You can see it on Wall Street. You can see it where people are, aren't moving. They're, they're hunkering down a little bit more. They're, they're more. they're more grateful for the benefits that they have at present. This is a time of minting strong, steely humans. If you look back at the greatest generation and what they were asked to do during World War II, you, you see a generation that went through the depression or the aftermath of depression. The greatest generation did some of the greatest things. They're, your 20s and 30s, you're just getting started. There is much time. If, you take, if a young person takes the time to face these challenges and move through them, not ignore them or push them down, this is a diamond of your own soul, your own purpose you'll find. There are so many details in astrology, but the building blocks to understanding yourself and how you're impacted by energies begins with the major events. We've just moved out of Taurus into Gemini, going from Earth to Air. Earth signs ground our actions, while Air signs are mentally stimulating. Gemini is ruled by Mercury, which again is retrograde. Because of the air energy of Gemini coupled with the retroaction of the energy, clarity is a little more difficult. Gut instincts aren't as solid, and intuition can be foggy. One thing Mercury retrograde is excellent for is research and digging deeper into a passion. Investigate what your instincts are telling you. Wait until Mercury goes direct to decide. When things come back up during Mercury retrograde, it may be to revisit them and let something go. 
But creative projects can blossom during retrograde Mercury because you revisit and discover new avenues to tap. I've experienced great breakthroughs during this time. I enjoy Mercury retrograde. I use it for other things. It's the ebb and flow of moving forward and, and, and researching and reading and then moving forward, uh, finding, finding things to work with. It is, it's the ebb and flow of energies that you uh, use. Finding the planetary flow of energies doesn't mean automatic success, however. It's a building and excavation process. Change is built into each planetary shift. Slow and gradual processes reveal the path. Astrology is totally compatible with faith. It's the path of finding your true compass, which is guided by your instincts and intuitions. You need all of it to lead a meaningful life. It's, it's a moment where the silence, when you meditate on something you've learned about yourself, you meditate and see what, what things come up. It may be after meditation that something will just drop in. And you'll start getting the, the experience of downloads. Astrology adds meaning. If Mercury retrograde is not a time to launch, there's purpose in waiting. It's up to each of, each of us to find it. The next new moon is May 30th. New moons are great for launches. However, this new moon will still be in retrograde Mercury. These periods are, must be respected. A new, type of, a new type of flow enters your life when you do respect the ebb and flow of this planetary action. Being in sync with energy is tangible, but it takes time to get the groove, to get the vibe. When picking dates to launch a creative project, a timetable emerges. Being aggressive and ambitious during retrograde periods can lead to frustration. There's a molasses feel to moving forward, which is certainly the case now that we're in Gemini and Mercury is retrograde. These, in, these events impact our relationships. Picking a fight during Mercury retrograde is your ego leading. Pushing through with a launch date when timing isn't optimal isn't productive and will not give you the results you want. When Venus is rec- retrograde, put your dating life on the back burner. If coupled, challenges will arise and things can get rocky. The next open new moon is June 28th, after the solstice on June 21st. Solstice is a power time, but we'll talk more about that when we get closer. This is a rough time for people across the globe. Young people are being hit hard by challenging restrictions we've all experienced over the last three years. Jupiter is now in Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac wheel. This signifies the start of a new era. We are at a new 12-year cycle. Did you feel the shift? Did you feel something new change? Did you feel something happen? The unsure times brings doubt about the structures we live within. Our country is roiling over tensions. We are at a moment where our country's shadow elements are being brought to the surface. In my experience, when the shadow force strengthens, a choice is being offered. We have to, cha- we have to, ch- we have a chance 
to expel negative influences, which begins with the inability to face truth. Truth is the only path. When churches use falsehoods, prejudice, and ancient dogma to coerce people, the power of, of the institution is weakened. Evangelicals disgrace themselves through their lies and support of Trump, which all when, when all that mattered to them was the win, not the path by which it came. Our soul's cold lies deep in our cell layers. Burned into our existence centuries ago, we are part of the universe, drawn to the stars and the mythological meaning of what's above so we can crack the code of what's deep inside. Find meaning in the ancient science and art of energy begins with, who am I? You're not a Capricorn, for instance, but you have traits of the mythological symbol of the half-goat with the tail of a fish. Ruled by Saturn, Capricorns symbolizes structure, taskmaster vibe, and no bullshit. We're in the season of Gemini, which rules the third house, known as the communication house. So practically, how can you use your intelligence, air, during this Mercury retrograde period to analyze what comes next and prepare? Intellect and analyze but wait to move. Preparation is key, and the pause in action will aid the rise of instinct, inspiration, and intuition. Gemini twins in Roman mythology are associated, associated with Romulus and Remus. Voluminous descriptions of all the signs are available across the web. What matters is how the description applies to your intellectual intellectual and emotional worlds. Some analyze Gemini as the physical world and the incorporeal spirit, the two twins. Intellect ideas change, but also the shadow side of duplicity and fickleness. Astrologers can dive deep, but how your intuition is sparked by the season is what matters. There is a season to mull and a season to act. Days to launch, while other times are better to wait, think, and prepare. And there are times when eclipses come in and faded events push us in the direction of our destiny. We are still under the effect of the eclipse, which will not end until the new moon or the full moon. Anyway, middle to late June is basically the energy of the solstice later. That that is when the eclipse energy will, will settle, although these energies will continue to impact us until the fall eclipses. Surfing energies through astro astrological events adds a layer to life that's meaningful, tangible. The reason young people are turning to astrology in droves, some sites uh, comment that they're up 160% since they added metaphysical pieces to their landscape and their portals is because nothing makes sense anymore. The church has disgraced itself, no matter the denomination, through scandal, evil, and arrogance, and traditional ways that no longer apply. They will not revisit the message, Jesus' message, which is timeless. Young people see what's happening around them and want another way, because the ways of elders and generations before them aren't working. 
That happened to me from the start. I didn't understand the Bible and its omission and, and confusion with women, as I said in, a, in one of my earlier podcasts. Nothing is sure any, anymore as young people look around. The political uproar is proof. The lying being exposed is evidence. Astrology is an ancient science that was demoted once astronomy arrived, but it couldn't be eradicated. Humans hunger for meaning and a way to make sense of the intense human experiences we are living. Astrology provides a, new, a unique narrative for each of us. The white-bearded man in the sky religions say to pray to for answers doesn't make sense anymore. Men are allowed to communicate directly, while women are forced to accept we need a male conduit to talk to God. The male church leaders throw down dogma to guilt people while asking for money, loyalty, and accepting ancient stories that don't include women as equal partners. The planets and stars, when personalized through mythological stories, offer a new path for people to plumb. The sun sign, when discovered, seems to nail parts of our personality to an uncanny level, but the sun sign is only the beginning, the door to a portal. A person's sun sign is how we show up. It's not where we're going. The complexity of astrology offers endless investigation into the question, who am I and why am I here? There are stages of life coinciding with age and foreshadowed by planetary movement and interaction. Religion is a portal, but atheism is too. Different extremes shadows, and light that challenge our intellect and imagination. Experience has taught me that meditation is a wholly different act than prayer. Prayer asks God to answer from above. Meditation seeks answers from within because we are part of God. We are God. Astrology is a mathematical system of astronomy that mythologizes, sorry, I'm going to try that again. Astrology is a mathematical system of astronomy that mythologizes the impact of the energies shifting as the planets orbit. Our cosmic tattoo, our unique cosmic tattoo at the instant of our birth, is a mathematical imprint like no other. Deep in ourselves, we respond to the energies whipping around above us, but as advanced humans, we decide how to react to the pressures and choose what to do. Understanding the world above is foreshadowing for the inner world humans navigate. God is energy. The law of attraction sparks when we align with the cosmic turbulence and act on the serendipity revealed through these dynamics. Astrology is useful because it tells our personal story. The more we investigate, investigate the more prepared we are to surf the alignments, pause during turbulence, and prepare for what's next. It's solid. Astrology is transparent and doesn't require anyone in authority to tell us what to do, how to think, 
or what's our path and what we should choose. Astrology points the way so we can decide for ourselves. As you can tell, Mercury is retrograde. I'm fumbling over words. <laughs> Mercury is big for me. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this. My name is Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning. Drop me a line anytime. My address is astral.soul.lightning at gmail.com. Until next time.